I'm going to read out of Acts 1.8. It says, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. So we are to live our lives in Christ, empowered by Holy Spirit, not in our, our own strength. Isn't that great news that you don't have to walk in this life in your own strength as a child of God? But you're empowered by the very Holy Spirit, the one who raised Jesus from the dead lives, abides in you. And that is awesome news. He's our comforter, like I just prayed. He's our comforter, our helper, our teacher. And Ephesians 5.18 says, to be filled continually with the Holy Spirit. And a little footnote in that is it actually means to be inebriated. Do we all know what inebriated is? Don't show me your hands if you've been inebriated. Um, I've experienced that. We all know that. But be inebriated with Holy Spirit. It's a constant infilling. We've mentioned that in weeks past, but it's not a one-time experience, uh, but it's a constant infilling. We're we're filled up. I I think I said this a couple weeks ago, but filled up, not just for our own sake, right? We're filled up to pour out, right? So, we are in week four of Kingdom Living, partnering with Holy Spirit, this series. It's going to go on for a little while, and if you haven't figured it out yet, it's a little bit of a tag team. We're alternating weeks. It's, it's exciting. I'm excited about this. It's, it's kind of stretching me. Um, there's definitely a difference. Uh, I think, I don't, know if, I, I don't know how to define what I normally do, but teaching or preaching or encouraging I feel like I'm an, an exhorter of, of, of sorts, but there's a definite difference in when you get into a, a teaching. And Pastor Chad, we all know that without a doubt, is, uh, has an awesome teaching anointing on his life, teaching gift, and, and um, there's a different flow. I enjoy it. But uh, we're on a quest uh, of learning how to flow in the supernatural with Holy Spirit as our guide. It's not you as your guide, right? He's our helper. He's our teacher. And uh, we're not alone in this. And it's, exci- and it's an exciting journey. We're not, it's not supposed to be boring and wait on and just, uh, okay, we're born again. Now we're just waiting to come and, 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 and go. No, we're, this is an exciting journey. God's got a lot of exciting things for us. So um, 1 Corinthians 12.1, this is almost kind of a key scripture, at least at first. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. And we know that that word gifts in the Greek wasn't originally there, but it's now concerning spiritual, which includes the gifts. But God doesn't want us ignorant. He wants us in the know. He doesn't want us seeking around blindly. And His Word is clear on this. And Holy Spirit, again, is our helper and teacher to, to guide us in this. And 1 Corinthians 2.16 says that we have the mind of Christ. We've been given the mind of Christ. So it's we can understand, right? We have the ability, because we have the mind of Christ in our spirit, we have the ability to understand and to walk this out in our life, to experience all these things that we see uh, played out in the book of Acts, especially, as far as uh, the life of the Spirit. And again, we're building a foundation um, on this right now. If you've missed any of the first few weeks, um, we make it very easy to play catch-up, right? So, on uh, on YouTube, I'm sure you're all familiar with that. So Karis NTC, our YouTube channel, 
You can go check that out, Karis New Testament Church Podcast. Uh, you can check that out. Subscribe to both these um, if you haven't already. And then, of course, our Karis uh, website, karisntc.org. You can get caught up on all that. Um, so I would highly, highly recommend that you stay uh, current with us on that and uh, be encouraged and all that. So last week, Pastor Chad covered um, how our flesh and our emotions and personalities kind of show up in all of this. And um, you know, the weeks prior, we touched on things where maybe you know we all come from different backgrounds, whatever that means, um, different denominations. I've stepped foot, I think, in, in multiple, and uh, some denominations are are cool with this, and some aren't so cool with this. And uh, but you know, we've experienced different things again, and just as many people as there are in here, there's that many different stories, and I've I've seen some strange things, and I'm sure. Maybe you have or heard about them, but I've also seen a lot of good, and I kind of shared a couple weeks ago that um, I, I feel very fortunate that um, I experienced more good than, than bad, right? Um, I had a good uh, experience just seeing the gifts of Holy Spirit in operation in various churches and, and done in a right way, and, and that was it bore good fruit, and that's what, that's what we want to see um, in our lives here. So uh, this week we'll be answering the question, was that a manifestation of the Lord or just a person's flesh? And it is a simple answer. Let's go to um, 1 Corinthians 12. 1 Corinthians 12.3 says, Therefore I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed, and no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. And the takeaway here in this verse is that Jesus is the center of all Holy Spirit says and does. That's, that's a hard truth right there. Jesus is the center of all Holy Spirit says and does. All of the gifts and manifestations of the Holy Spirit will magnify and bring glory to Jesus if they're done, if they're properly manifested, not us. So they're going to bring glory and honor to Jesus, not the person. Is that is that pretty simple to understand? So the indicator whether or not a manifestation or a demonstration is of someone's flesh or emotions or whatever, um, or the spirit is simply this: Does it draw more attention to the person or to Jesus? And that's your answer. You're dismissed. I'm just kidding. It's as simple as that. Does, it, does the manifestation of that gift draw more attention to Jesus? Does it give Him glory? Or does it point to, or are you more aware of the person? So, that's it. And we're going to get into this, obviously. I was just kidding there. You were probably getting excited for a second. Um, so, the manifestation of Holy Spirit will always reveal Jesus in some way. It will reveal His love, His character. If you want to see the character of Jesus, it's clearly displayed in Galatians 5 where it talks about the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. That is, that is what I consider the character of Jesus. And it will always reveal, as a manifestation of the Holy Spirit, always reveal a a, a part of Jesus, um, His power, 
And the gifts of the Spirit are actually different manifestations of Jesus' love for people, right? John 3.16, we all know that one. God so loved the world that He gave. And this is part of the giving. The gifts of the Spirit, the flowing in the supernatural, this is part of the way He displays His love for people. And um, you know, He desires uh, for people to walk in freedom in their lives, right? And intimacy with Him. He came to set the captives free. So whatever bondage you've experienced, whatever bondage people experience, He wants to see them free. And He whom the Son sets free is what? Free indeed. Amen? I've been set free. I'm sure you've been set free. So let's go into John chapter 16. It says, When the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all truth, for He will not speak on His own authority, but whatever He hears, He will speak. And He will declare to you the things that are to come. And going ahead in verse 14, says, He will glorify Me, for He will take what is Mine and declare it to you. And Jesus is clearly stating here that the initiator of all the gifts of Holy Spirit will not lead us to say or do anything that doesn't glorify or magnify Him. Do you remember when Jesus says, I, I only say what I hear the Father say, and I only do what I hear the Father do? So He was glorifying the Father in His life. And Jesus, when He said that He was not going to leave us alone, when the, He was talking to the disciples in the Gospel of John, He was going to send another just like Him. And Holy Spirit glorifies Jesus just like Jesus glorified the Father. The unity in the Trinity is a beautiful display of love in so many different facets, and that's awesome. So, so the Holy Spirit always glorifies Jesus. And, and in, we're talking about the manifestations um, of the gifts of the Spirit in this sense, but uh, He's always going to lead us into all truth, and He's always going to point to Jesus and give Him honor and glory. And that is awesome. Um, and we at Karis New Testament Church, um, we want to be an environment that is welcoming to the manifestations of, of the flow of Holy Spirit, the manifestations of the gifts, right? I, I've, I've been in those churches in the past, and I've seen the environment. Um, just there's an expectancy for God to show up and um, and when there's that freedom, when there's that expectancy, when when there's that honoring and giving place, then He has freedom to flow. And with the Spirit of the Lord, there's there's freedom in a place. And and that's our heart. I know that's your heart. That you want to see everything that God has made available to us. We want right. We don't want just some of it. We want everything He's got right. And this, is, and this is part of that. And uh, understanding that Jesus is the focus and center of Holy, all Holy Spirit says and does is key to operating in the gifts uh, in biblical order. And we kind of touched on that a couple weeks ago. It's, you know, it's not enough to just to be zealous and to, to hear about this good news of the gifts and, and woo, get all revved up and, and just kind of have a free-for-all and 
and uh, like a let it rip fellowship type attitude and and uh, and that kind of environment because that that can I've been in those settings and um, that can breed some confusion, some strange things if it's kind of just a free for all. But we want things done like the Lord says is in the Word is decent and in order. We want to see. Uh, biblical order, and we're gonna we're gonna actually get into some examples uh, of this. Um, but that's God's desire, right? He's not a God of confusion. We all know that, right? We know where confusion comes from. Uh, there's a scripture that says, "Where there is strife, there is confusion, and every evil work." And and you know the devil will try to figure out how to work his way into everything, and and he likes to stir up strife and all that. But no, we don't want any part of that. And, uh, and I know that our heart is God's heart in this, and uh, we want His will done here. And to see the fruit of the, of the gifts of the Spirit when manifest, we want to see the fruit of that and, uh, and just the results of that. We do things God's way, what? We get God's results. That's my, one of my favorite little one-liners. Um, I'm going to go in, like I just said a couple of seconds ago. We're going to look at a couple examples. Um, I'm, I kind of borrowed... A couple examples. In the opening video, you saw a, a little clip of him. Anybody, everybody familiar with Greg Moore? Um, he's the head of Army. He runs Army, as we heard a little bit in the beginning of the service as that, in that commercial. But um, Greg Moore is a great Bible teacher. He's pastored at least for over 25 years, I think. Um, but he had. A, I'm borrowing a couple examples um, from him, and then I'm going to have a small example in my own life. But just kind of what we're going over today is how to, how to know, you know, was that a manifestation of the Lord or was that just someone's flesh, kind of their personality, you know, it was emotional, whatever, getting in the way. But um, these are good examples and uh, we're just going to go through them. Um, the first one, um, this is again Pastor Greg Moore um, sharing these. The first one, um, one week during a worship service, a lady that went, went to this church um, through a song. She began to dance. She was wearing a dress that was kind of complimentary to, to how she was dancing, kind of twirling and swirling and, and things. And she was kind of dancing across the front of the stage. And uh, he, didn't, he didn't think much about it. Um, it seemed to bl- be a blessing to the people. And um, no big deal. You know, he didn't say anything to her. And, and then the second Sunday... Um, she, she did the same thing, wearing the same dress in the same location in the front of the stage and just um, danced through a couple songs. And said it seemed kind of odd, seemed a little out of place. Um, but again, he, he, didn't, he didn't say anything. He said it didn't seem to you know, be uh, kind of a blessing as it was the, the week prior. Um, or to really like bring glory uh, to God as, as this was happening. And then the third Sunday, um, the same thing was repeated. He said she danced through like two and a half songs in the same way, same dress. I'm sure she washed it between weeks. I'm sure it's, it was fine. But just, you know, she was kind of a, just the style of dance she was doing was kind of twirling and swirling around. And, and um, that third week, um, she did this through a couple couple, two and a half songs, and uh, he noticed, the pastor noticed, that all eyes were on this woman. 
rather than it was almost like there was some distraction going on, right? And and not really um, engaged in worship to the Lord. Um, so he thought, you know, he, he was thinking this maybe a meeting is necessary um, on this. So he prayed about it and uh, spent some time before the Lord and sought the Lord on this. He didn't say anything. Um, he spoke to some of the leadership in the church and and his wife, and they they kind of all agreed together, like, yeah, this was um, this was a dist- distracting, and, I, and it should be addressed. Um, so she was, after they had talked and they had the meeting, she was asked to uh, to uh, if she felt led to to worship the Lord in the dance. Um, that if she could do it in the back, there was room in the in the back uh, of the sanctuary or whatever to to dance. And how many knows that probably didn't go over that well. That's where we're going with this. So she was. Um, she was upset. She, she uh, you know, it brought her to tears, kind of. And uh, she said that they were grieving the Holy Spirit. The leadership was, was grieving Holy Spirit by asking her to do this. And, uh, that, and then she, she brought up, you know, David dancing before the Lord and, and all that. And, um, and so she was kind of using that. And um, she said that uh, her dancing was, her reasoning, she said her dancing was influencing more people to engage in worship than had before. And although that they've noticed there was a definite distracting element to this, um, that you know it was more eyes on, on her than was on on the Lord. And um, so she, you know, this is uh, Greg Moore's words as I was reading this this uh, account. Um, but he said that she basically took it upon herself to be the worship leader, uh, thinking that the, uh, the percentage of uh, engagement in worship uh, was not where it should be in the church. So she, she wanted to take, that, take hold of that and, and kind of you know, spearhead that, that uh, charge. So anyways, um, you know, the, the pastor, his heart was that, you know, just like us here, our heart, worship is just that we want that unbroken intimacy with the Lord, that unbroken focus, however you choose to worship. And, dis, and you know, distractions aren't going aren't gonna to help that. And that's what was going on here. Um, if anything disturbs people or draws their attention away, you know, it should be addressed. And I've, I could... I've seen it um, in my own life and different things, but uh, a heart of, you know, her heart of worship, worshiping the Lord in the dance was not questioned here. Um, you know, Pastor Greg Moore, he totally believes in, in a public and private worshiping the Lord in the dance. I do it. Pastor Chad revealed to us last week that he's done it. But I tell you what, you haven't seen me cut a rug, but Jen has. She knows. But. Um, I believe in, in worshiping Lord and, and in the dance, um, but in this situation, this specific um, instance, it's just to use as an example that it was more of a uh, show than it was um, actual uh, genuine worship to the Lord. It, it brought a distraction and it it took away. Uh, again, I'm not I'm not uh, downing worshiping the Lord in the dance, but you know, again, the leadership approached this very wisely. 
It wasn't like they shut it down the first second she stepped up there. Um, the pastor, which is was very correct, he, he sought the Lord on this, prayed about it, spoke with leadership. They, I'm sure they all went before the Lord, and but they had to, this was something that had to be addressed because it wasn't um, producing good, good fruit. Um, so that's that. Um, and his, his heart, you know, uh, behind addressing this, um, he, his, his heart was to establish, like I said a few minutes ago, that environment um, that is open to, for the gifts and demonstrations and manifestations of Holy Spirit to flow freely. Uh, at the same time, realizing that this could, this could result in you know, a person being offended and, and actually leaving uh, when you address something like this. And, and unfortunately, um, that's what happened here with this story. Um, that that she and her husband were offended by this request that she danced, you know, and as she was led, she felt led to dance, but she was, uh, they were both offended and they, they ended up leaving the church. Um, you know, so I don't know what the motivation was. It, you know, he didn't go into that or anything in, in this, um, this story that I, I read, but, um, you know, it could be, I've seen people, you know, have a, some people have a need to be needed or, um, you know, I've seen people in my own life in this arena, like, kind of self-promote and whatever that looks like. And, um, you know, that's it's about, it comes back to being about self, right? Not um, exalting Jesus in all that you, you know, you say and do. And we know that Holy Spirit, again, the manifestations of the gifts and different de- demonstrations point, we want it to point to Jesus and to bring Him honor and to bring Him glory. Amen? I know, you know, this, this might be like, you might be out there thinking, what the heck is this guy talking about? I've never seen anything like this before or whatever. But again, this is just an example. And, and, and what I really want to um, drive home on this is, is, like we said, the topic this week is about how do we know uh, when a manifestation of the gift is, real, is a person's flesh or if it's uh, from the Lord. And, and again, it, it points to Jesus. I know I'm repeating myself over and over, but we need it, right? And I need this. All right. So I got another uh, example, uh, also from, uh, from Pastor Greg Moore, and then I'll get into my small example. Um, he spoke of a, a couple that started coming to their church uh, from a denominational background that actually didn't, didn't believe in the gifts at all, or, and so obviously never saw them in manifestation things. So as they began going to this church, um, they were they received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They were born again. Um, a side note: I think this is I had no intention of saying this, but it was interesting to me. Kenneth Hagen, we talked about him a couple weeks prior and last week, but somebody asked him if if a person were baptized in the Holy Spirit but not yet born again, what would happen? And Kenneth Hagen said they would blow up. I don't know if there's any biblical truth to that, but I thought that was funny. So, no, this this couple was born again, and uh, so they were new creations in Christ Jesus, and they received that baptism, the infilling of Holy Spirit, and that they were revved up. They were excited as they learned about the gifts of the Spirit and just flowing in the supernatural in their lives uh, through the teaching of of this church. Um, they were super excited. They were part of a small group um, in that church. Um, 
And so they were super rev. And the husband, um, he, was, he became bold and ex- there was an expectancy in him. And, and um, he, we'll get into this later, I'm sure specifically in the different gifts, but he was bold in giving a word in tongues. And scripturally, if that's given, if a word in tongues is given in a corporate setting, scripturally, it must be interpreted. There should be, because if somebody gave, gave a word in tongues out loud, we wouldn't know what the heck you just said. But according to scripture, it must be interpreted in the known language. In our case, it would be English. So um, that, that's what he did. So when he, when he gave these words uh, in tongues, um, again, it started in, in the small group setting. Um, so during, in this church, during worship on Sunday night, so they had a Sunday night service. It was kind of a worship night, right? A lot of things are just, usually in worship nights, some churches, it's just a time of just totally getting um, lost in the Lord and just, just worship and praise. And there's, the gifts are usually um, in manifestation um, we've experienced that here, and and uh, I've experienced it in various places. But it's an exciting night. Well, this this man um, who was stepping out and 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 giving a word in tongues, well, when he, he did this during one of those worship nights, and um, it was very loud. The word was very loud, and it sounded very. The tone was very harsh. Okay, and uh, it was uh, it sounded angry. So it was loud. The, the pastor noticed that this word in tongues that was given was loud, harsh, and angry. It doesn't sound like, like Jesus, for sure, but this is a side note. And then just in the natural, there's a 93%, 7% rule where 93% of communication is body language and tone, and only 7% is context. So that's important. I try to tell my kids that. Anyways, that's another, that's another subject. So, <laughs> but in this sense, like if, if somebody was giving a word out in a corporate setting and they sounded pretty angry and, uh, and pretty harsh, that could be like the wet blanket thing, right? It could be a little, a, a little rough. So he, again, this, this man was not addressed at this moment. And uh, it was also brought up that after he gave this word, um, that it it seemed like he was absolutely exhausted. Like he, this is Pastor Greg Moore's words. Like he just ran a 5K uh, after he gave this. And of course, it was this was followed up with uh, the interpretation scripturally. Um, but Pastor Greg he he spoke with this small group leader where this man went and asked him, has you know has he has this happened in in the small group setting? And um, the small group leader said yes. And, uh, and so um, he said, well, you know, what typically, how, how does it go? And he said, well, usually after it's given, he said, it's exactly like you just saw. It was loud and harsh and sounded had a, like an angry tone to it. And he said, usually there's a heaviness afterward, and it takes a little bit to rebound spiritually, you know, in the, in the atmosphere, and, uh, which is probably understandable. Um, so the pastor prayed. Uh, he was praying about this, you know, just like he did with the former example with the lady. And uh, he just, you know, he prayed about it and wanted to seek God on, on the matter and how to, how to address it. Um, so the following Sunday, 
during the worship time, the worship night service, same thing happened. And uh, every, every time the small group, after the first time, every time in the small group, it happened every time. And then, and this is the second time for this, this worship night. Uh, so it happened. So, you know, the pastor just wanted to see, um, kind of like take a survey visually, I guess, and, and see how it, what kind of an effect it had. Um, he said the interpretation of that, that word in tongues was, was good. Um, uh, but, you know, it was the uplifting part, the first part, where the word was delivered in tongues. There was no uplifting encouragement. Usually there's, even though you don't know what's being said, it's not like, if it's done properly and in order, biblical order, it's, it's, and there's an encouragement there. It's, it's a good thing, not a, this is a wet blanket type situation. Do you know what I'm getting at? So, um, so the man's overall use of tongues uh, was that it didn't manifest or represent Jesus well, like I said. Um, and it didn't really uh, bring a benefit to the, the, the congregation as, as a whole. Um, so the pastor, um, and this has been done, I think, I believe Karis actually practices this, but um, kind of established like gatekeepers, so to speak. So say a person really feels like they have a word from the Lord and in this church there was like leadership and whether it be elders or the like, um, people who felt like, you know, they want they had a word from the Lord um, in whatever level um, would go to one of these gatekeepers, these leaders, and just share that with them and, uh, you know, to, to kind of filter that and, and to make sure, you know, that's, yep, that sounds great, you know, and, and then however they, they carried that out. So there was gatekeepers uh, put in place and, and, um, and uh, of course, there were mature leaders in the church. Um, and he asked the, uh, one of the gatekeepers and, and then, of course, a small group leader that this man attended, the small group of, asked them to kind of like come alongside of them and, and help them and uh, disciple them, right? Because they came from a background where this was not a thing. They did not really probably even know about this. They didn't agree with it. Maybe they heard even negative things about it. But how many knows that we're, Pastor Chad kind of touched on this, we're, Karis is a discipling ministry, and we want to be a discipling church. And I know that, I know for sure Greg Moore's church, they're a discipling church too. So they wanted this guy, um, they just wanted these two gentlemen, the gatekeeper, the elder in the church, and then this small group leader to come alongside and really um, disciple this man. And uh, probably point him like, you know, manifestation of the gifts, again, reminding him that, that it brings glory to Jesus. So, you know, the man's uh, first response to this probably first meeting, if you will, was that he couldn't control himself. That's what he said. I can't control myself. I just let it rip like the Holy Spirit, you know, uh, leads me to. Well, in 1 Corinthians 14, 32, it says, and the spirits of the prophets are subject to the prophets. So Holy Spirit, in case you didn't know, does not force you to do anything. He cannot. And he's a, I've heard it said by many uh, pastors in my life, he is a gentleman who does force you to do things, who does want to control you. The enemy, the devil, he wants to push you to do stuff. He wants to control you. He wants to uh, run the show, right? But Holy Spirit is 
spirit of peace. He's gentle. He's not going to force anything on you. And so, um, like that, that verse in 1 Corinthians says, the spirits of the prophets are subject to the prophets. That means we, um, we can't be controlled to do, we can't be made to do something. He's not going to make us do something. Galatians 5, like I kind of touched on earlier, in Galatians 5, and the fruit of the Spirit is the spirit of self-control, right? So Holy Spirit is not, that, that answer can't, can't really jive, um, that you, were, you couldn't control it. So the, the two men uh, let him know how the word was delivered. Um, it really, it wasn't manifesting Jesus, and it kind of had a, a negative effect uh, in that atmosphere of worship and, and in that small group setting. But um, the good news is, there's a good news in this. Um, through being discipled by these two leaders, um, the man grew, and uh, and he became more familiar with with how things how things should go. And uh, he learned that Jesus was the center of all the Spirit says and does. And uh, and later, as he stepped out in faith and operated in the gifts, it was a blessing to that small group. It was a blessing to that congregation. Is that good news? That's good news. That was a good. That was a good ending. There was there's love. I I really. My big takeaway here was the first person, uh, the example that I used of the lady. Um, who, who basically, without saying it um, in these words, I mean, these are my words, but she was you know, taking it upon herself and kind of resisting correction and resisting. She didn't have a, a teachable spirit, it sounded like. She wanted to, like, no, this is, no, God already let me know, whatever. How many knows that God's not going to tell you to do something that's contrary to how he's leading the pastor to lead? Right? It's, that would be schizophrenic, kind of. Right? So he's not going to tell somebody to do something completely that will lead to distraction, in that, like in that first example. But there's going to be an agreement. There's going to be a flow. There's going to be a, a bearing witness that, yes, this is from the Lord. And uh, that defining factor, again, is, is this glorifying Jesus? And in the second example of this, young, this man um, that was growing and being discipled, he did have a teachable spirit. We see that, right? He was able, he was wise enough, if you will, to humble himself. Because he was, he was new to this, really. And, um, and uh, that, was a, that was really my takeaway when I saw that was, I'm glad that ended the way it did. And he continued on. And, and he became the blessing that he should, you know, the, the Lord blessed the congregation through that. The gifts of the Spirit, right? So that, that was really good. So he had a teachable spirit, and, uh, and he, you know, he humbled himself and, um, and honored the Lord with his life, and, uh, and we see the results of that. So my little example, um, this was from uh, quite a few years ago. Mind if I wet my whistle? Um, <clears throat> this is probably 30 years ago or so. And I was at a, a time in my life where I was learning and um, you know, learning of, about this actual topic and, and different things, I was just, just really super hungry. God just brought me into a new. It was just a different, a new phase of my life. I was just, um, it's like I couldn't get enough, you know, and um, just devouring the Word and just hungry to 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 just have that deeper intimacy in my own relationship with the Lord. And 
And um, so we're in a service, and it was, it was, I think it was just quiet, or it was during worship, or in between songs or something. And uh, there was a word from a young man given. It was in English. It wasn't a word in tongues where it was interpreted. But it was a word in English, and like a word of prophecy, we would say. And, um, but after it was given, this young man was, I guess, I was a young man too. We were about the same age. No, I'm not a young man. But it was given, and after it was given, I remember sitting there, and I had this kind of a, I don't know how to explain it, I never know how to say this, but um, kind of a scratchy feeling in my spirit, like something's off. Like that was, that was totally not encouraging. And I'm just sitting there, I'm not, and I, again, I'm in a point in my life where I'm learning, and I'm like, I don't know what is wrong, but something was wrong with that. And like I kind of know what it was. And it was almost like the word was given out of a place that person was in. Going back, I thought about it, you know, and trying to dissect it, not that I have it right or not, but I felt like it was given out of a, like he was in a place of condemnation. And I think the gist of the, of the, the word he had kind of was like, you know, before we enter into worship, uh, and you praise God, you, you know, you, you did this, that, and the other type thing. You can't just come in here and start worshiping God and everything's okay type thing. And I'm like, well, he, I'm thinking in my head, he's always worthy of our worship. It's completely, has no bearing at all what, how much we've screwed up. And that scripture came to my mind as I was thinking about this during worship today is, you know, he wants us to come boldly to the throne of grace find mercy and grace in a time of need and we always always he's he wants us to run to him not run away from him right or not try to make sure we're all we have all of our eyes dotted and t's t's crossed before we come before him in worship or whatever he is always worthy of worship and praise and that's where the breakthrough is going to come not waiting till you think you're good enough to do that so that was kind of the gist of this word so again i I'm sure I wasn't the only one that felt this, but I just felt like I'm young and dumb and something's not right here. And I'm thinking the whole time, is somebody going to say something else besides this? Like, please help. Like, I'm thinking, please help me to know whether th- what I'm feeling is right or not. Like, this seems really off. And I, I'm probably over, I'm probably babbling now. But right away, it seemed like a long time because it was almost like an awkwardness to it too. Like, you could just feel the, I've used this term already, but it's the best one I can think of, is the wet blanket thing, you know? It just felt like, eh. And it wasn't encouraging, right? It didn't glorify Jesus. It was kind of like pointing to self in a way. So within, it was probably literally within seconds. One of the elders, I know he was a leader at the church, and uh, he had a word, and with and it cleaned all that up. It cleaned whatever the former person said. It cleaned it completely up. And it wasn't a word that, it wasn't judgmental toward that first person. It wasn't like, hey, that dork just said something that didn't, you know, it wasn't like that. But it was loving. It was encouraging. It was uplifting. It was reassuring. And yet, at the same time, it was correcting without being harsh 
I don't know how else to say this, but I remember the atmosphere change. And it was good. Okay? So, I thank God for that. I'm like, I was kind of relieved. I'm like, a sigh of relief. Like, oh, I'm not crazy. That's, I'm thinking right. That's right. So, it was, it was encouraging. So, that was my little uh, example, that, that, you know, that first word. Even though there was a zealousness to it, that's good. Um, but, again, it, it didn't glorify Jesus. It didn't bring the attention to Jesus and, and leave us. Because uh, those, those corporate words, there should be an encouragement to them. Uh, it should be um, a positive thing, right? And uh, it kind of did the opposite. It kind of left a, 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 a bad vibe, if you will. Um, so that's my, uh, my personal uh, example of, of, of that. Whether something is um, a manifestation of, of the Spirit, or that's just some personality, flesh, whatever. So, and again, I think that person was maybe in a place of condemnation or something. But um, those examples kind of help a little bit. I don't know if they did or not. I mean, like I said, you can go back and, and listen to them. I hope I, I was a little concerned about not getting through them smoothly, but uh, I, I, I uh, asked Holy Spirit for help. So I hope that, that um, those examples were kind of showed some, some things and some, you know, what we're talking about this week. Um, again, that's expressions of, of worship and praise, dancing in Holy Spirit. I've, I've danced before the Lord both privately and corporately, and I've, believe it or not, I've run around the church, you know, it's all, all that stuff. But I really believe that it's, every church has their own kind of like personality thing, and trust me, I've, I feel like I've seen every personality there is, and I've seen the chosen frozen and the, and the holy rollers. So I've been in it all. And it's all good, but as long as it, it glorifies Jesus and points to Him and, and, uh, and brings Him honor, uh, that's, that's what we want, right? Because that's, that's biblical order. That's biblical order. We want to be right in agreement with Holy Spirit. Um, our individual right to operate in the gifts is not greater than what is the best interest of the body as a whole, Right? So we want to be a blessing to the body as a whole, not a distraction or not, you know, this this first example of that lady, you know, kind of almost, it was like a show kind of thing versus uh, a time of worship. It became a distraction, but, um, you know, we have, we have liberty. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. We have freedom to worship, but when, you, when our worship becomes distracting or, 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 or kind of like, draws attention to us or whatever, um, that's, where it, that's where we get off, right? So it's about being a blessing to the body as a whole. Um, and it's our desire to see the gifts manifest here uh, and point to Jesus and Him alone so that that good fruit is, is produced. Um, Ephesians 1.3, the scripture last night, I thought it would be good to share. It says, Every spiritual blessing... And the heavenly realm has already been lavished upon us as a love gift from our wonderful heavenly Father, the Father of our Lord Jesus, all because He sees us wrapped into Christ. This is why we celebrate Him with all our hearts. And the gifts of the Spirit are part of this spiritual blessing that this verse speaks of. 
Um, every spiritual blessing has already been lavished upon us. And, and it's God's heart uh, to see these gifts manifest. Uh, and 1 Corinthians 14.40 says, They will bless people when they are manifested decently and in order. And that's really what we want. And again, we're, we're laying a, a foundation um, in these first few, few weeks. Um, but this, is, you know, this, this might have not been the most exciting one, but again, it's, it's kind of nailing down, like, how do we know when it's of the Lord or of you know, just a person? Uh, again, it's just like Holy Spirit glorifies Jesus, just like Holy Spirit um, magnifies Him. That is, why else would, what else can we uh, come to other than that conclusion that surely the gifts of the Spirit, which are as Holy Spirit wills, He's the initiator of the gifts, so naturally His gifts will point to Jesus, will manifest Jesus, will glorify Jesus, because that's His role, is to glorify Jesus. And he, because he's the initiator of the gifts, why would we think anything else, right? So it all, it's all in beautiful um, alignment and agreement and flow. And, uh, and that's good. That's, that's biblical order in that way. So can you believe it? We've, what? <laughs> I told Pastor Chad, I think today's might be a little shorter. And he laughed. Just like I would, I would have left as well. But, but um, I hope you were blessed, and I just hold tight and uh, and stick with us on this. Um, this is going to be. I, I mean, so far to me, it's a great series. Um, I can't say enough to if you have missed any or you you're going to miss any. Um, stay caught up with us uh, on the different, you know, stream platforms, the podcasts, and the YouTubes, and and the like. But just just listen. I mean, I was, I had the opportunity to listen to last week's. So I was in the kids' room last week, but just really getting blessed listening to that just multiple times over and over. How many knows you, you don't get everything the first time, right? So I think somebody said, I feel like it was Oral Roberts said, like, you got to hear something at least seven times before you really hear it. Um, I'm not telling you to listen to something seven times, but um, for me, I know that almost rings true. So, but, uh, but be encouraged again. Hold on, hold on tight, because this is going to be a fun ride, and uh, I'm looking forward to it, and uh, I'm seeing where Holy Spirit, uh, His desires to take us into this journey, and it to be exciting, right? I'm excited about it. So um, just come with expectancy, and um, and be ready to to receive. Um, we are going to close in song as usual, but we're going to. Pray first. Okay, so that is uh, all, and I'll close in prayer, and then we'll uh, we'll do what Pastor Chad mentioned in the in the announcement. So let's close in prayer. Holy Spirit, I thank you for your presence in this place. You are our teacher. You are our helper. You are our comforter, and uh, I just thank you for leading us into all truth. I pray that you would just continue to to lead us through this series and and open our eyes to see things clearly and to and we want your heart lord to 
as we as we as we go into this topic of of uh, living in the Spirit, living life full of Holy Spirit, continually filled, and seeing the gifts in operation and manifestation, bringing all glory to Jesus, the Author and Finisher of our faith. And again, I continue to pray, Lord, that you would just bring. Um, clarity to us and correction to us where it's needed, encouragement, and um, just anything that is ever, anybody that has experienced um, negativity in their past related to the gifts and, and, and the manifestations of the Spirit. I pray, Lord, that there were just, you would just um, close up those loops and just bring clarity to those places and um, ultimately want to do things just like you want them done decently and in order, and have biblical order in all this. And we just want your name to be glorified. We choose to glorify you and magnify you in this place and give you honor. Thank you for what you're doing and what you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, church. You've been listening to a message from Karis New Testament Church. For more information or to contact us, go to www.karis.com.